When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How do narcissists know exactly who to go after? How does it seem like they can identify certain targets time and time and time again? Is it something that you're putting out there? Is it something that they're attracted to? Like what is actually going on? I want to talk to you today about how narcissists can identify vulnerable targets and a couple different ideas about identifying that, how they test that, and how they manipulate that. So we're going to dive into that today. But before we begin, if you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, change, and development. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in escape toxicity, the seven-day challenge to healing. As you start down that journey, you can go to escapetoxicity.com. If you're watching today uh, or listening on the podcast, either way, just hit follow, hit subscribe, hit like, rate, review, because we're trying to help more people just understand more about narcissism. A lot of times people don't have a clue of what it actually looks like or what it seems like when they're in a toxic relationship and they're not sure what's going on. So spread the news. If you're following on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit that notification so you get notified when we go live or when we drop more videos. So we're talking today about narcissists identifying these vulnerable targets. You hear a lot of times on social media, narcissists go after empaths, they go after people with a lot of money, they go after people that are going to make their image look good, or they're going to go after you because you have like such good qualities. A lot of times there's pieces of this that make sense for narcissists to go after because of what they're looking for, because they want to appear a certain way to society, because of what they want to be able to gain from you. But I don't think they always fit in those categories. I don't think they always look exactly like that. And a lot of times I think some of those answers aren't even true. A lot of times when we talk about narcissists, we're looking at a person who wants to manipulate and control other people. Now, typically, this is for their own gain, for their own pleasure. It's not just because they're so infatuated with themselves or in love with themselves, which they're not. It's more because they're focused on one thing. That one thing is typically the mask, the one version of themselves that they want to be able to show the world, but that is incongruent with who they actually are. When that happens, they normally will manipulate and control everybody else to keep that image. I know this because that is what I've done. In so many different times, in so many years, I've manipulated different people to make myself look better. My wife would defend me to other people about the affairs that I was having. The mindfuck that actually is going on, putting her in a place of thinking, hey, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is how I'm supposed to act. And a lot of times narcissists will do this. They'll manipulate and control other people to get them to be able to support the version of reality that they're trying to believe or they're trying to put out there. It's very toxic and is very degrading to other people. But when we're talking about this aspect of how narcissists actually pick the person, how do they how they actually choose that person, how do they find them, let's dive in talking to that today. Okay? Identifying vulnerability, testing boundaries, and manipulate for controls, the three three main buckets that we're gonna be touching on. So the first one, identifying vulnerability. Okay, how do they do that? Like, how do they actually sense it? A lot of times you're not just walking around being like, hey, I'm vulnerable, this is my vulnerability, but for a narcissist, sometimes that's easier to pick up than you might think. 
Now, a lot of times it comes with this first aspect when we talk about love bombing, when we talk about building a quick connection, when there's a connection without a question. Now, what I mean with that is sometimes you'll have a narcissist that will get with you and they'll just be this immediate connection. They'll just be this immediate like love, like, oh my gosh, like we're the best together, that kind of a thing that happens and you don't really question it. It's just falling right into it. We fall into love, right? And it becomes this idea of this person is perfect for me without actually knowing more about the other person. Sometimes this aspect of connecting or figuring out can be done in a social environment. The narcissist can start to pick out who actually is available or who actually is vulnerable enough to be able to be with him. So for me, I've given an illustration before, a long time ago actually, of being able to like walk into a room with a bunch of people and being able to take a look. And there's say three girls standing there and like looking and interacting with them knowing, hey, this one is gonna be more vulnerable. And like the first one is like the leader of the pack. The second one might be the follower, might be the person that is more vulnerable looking for that praise, looking for that, that validation from the other person. And the third person might be the person that's not even seen or kind of like hidden in the, in the trifecta of those three people. Typically, I'm not going to go for the first one. I'm not going to go for someone who's going to be more overt or is going to be more like in power, but instead I'll go for someone else who thinks they are, who, who wants to be, but is looking for that validation. And so with that, it's preying off of another person's vulnerabilities, preying off another person's weakness. Sometimes a narcissist can pick that up really quick. Sometimes they look for the people that might be a little less outspoken or might be a little bit more subdued because they know, hey, I can maybe gravitate this person towards me. Maybe I can get this person because they've already come from a broken family. Like they've already come from a family dynamic that doesn't show good relationship or good values. So maybe I can actually tap into that. Now, all this stuff isn't necessarily just like a logical like, hmm, let me do this, this, and this, but it does happen inside the narcissist's head. A lot of times a narcissist is looking for someone who doesn't know who they are. If you don't know who you are, then that means I can mold you into whoever I want you to be. That's the idea. That's why a lot of narcissists go after really young people or people that are way younger than them. Because they think, if I get with this person, I can tell them how I want them to live. I can get them into the shape, into the version that I want them to be, to be the perfect one for me. Again, all going back. Sometimes nurses looking at someone who's very empathetic being like they're naive so I can guide them. I can show them the direction that I want them to go. I don't know a ton about the aspect of energy, but I have felt different pieces from different people of these energy doors that are open. Sometimes it's an emotional door. Sometimes it's a sexual door. Sometimes it's different pieces that sometimes I can pick up on and be like, hey, that person is very open in this one direction, in this one area. Sometimes that happens as well. Sometimes you have narcissists that can pick up on just the intuition of like people looking for validation, people looking for different things, and they can pick up intuitively on, okay, this is what they're looking for. This is the emotion that they're trying to find. And sometimes they'll use that for vulnerability to control other people. Well, then we move into testing boundaries. So at this point, you want to see how much those boundaries actually matter to the other person. So the narcissist is identifying, hey, here's the person I'm going after. Now we need to test it out. I need to test the waters and figure out, is this the person that I want to be able to have to manipulate? Are they moldable enough? Are they good enough in the sense that I can control them? And this is where the narcissist comes in and starts to press your limits, starts to push your boundaries to see what you're actually going to push back on. 
Maybe that's an emotional boundary. Maybe that's a physical boundary. Maybe that's a sexual boundary. Whatever it might be, there's this idea of getting you to the place where they start to slowly break you down. This could be as simple as just creating unreasonable demands and seeing how you actually respond to them. Do you put up a wall? Do you run away? Do you respond? Do you cater to them? What do you actually do? Sometimes narcissists will give an unreasonable demand just to see how you're going to respond. If you're going to give in to what they want, well, then that means you're going to give in more. That means you're going to give in time and time and time again, going back to you don't know who you are. So as a result, you're going to do whatever you want to do to get that validation from another person. And a lot of times the narcissist will use that and manipulate you with that. Now, typically they're going to hide it. They're going to test your boundaries, but I got to hide it. Of like, I was just teasing because they're looking to see how you react. They want to bring it down of like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, to minimize what you're going to do, to minimize how you're responding so that you accept more. So you accept more toxicity, more frustrating conversations, more times that they're going to manipulate and run over you. Now, a lot of times they're going to try to hit your vulnerabilities to see what they can control. What vulnerability is going to make you tick? What vulnerability is going to pull the string that they want to pull in order to get what they want? Sometimes this could be like, hey, I'm going to do this. They do that. And then it like it ticks you off and you're like, how could you do that? That's my vulnerability. Oh, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. My bad. But then they keep doing it over and over and over again. They keep pushing that one button that they know hurts you. And sometimes this aspect of narcissist keeps testing and pushing on your boundaries and you don't keep that boundary. In the narcissist's mind, that means that boundary never meant anything to you. That means that you don't actually care. And it means that they're allowed to do whatever they're going to do next. Narcissist typically doesn't respect you, but they definitely don't respect you when you say a boundary and then you don't keep that boundary. That means they can walk all over you and oftentimes they do. This is why it's important to know who you are and how to build healthy boundaries to be able to keep yourself safe and to keep yourself growing and changing. Well, we talked about this aspect of narcissist manipulating and wanting to control. And like the whole idea here is like being able to control the image and the mask. And sometimes this control piece here is they're controlling the vulnerability. They're controlling you. And so they're using flattery to be able to convince you, to be able to control you in this aspect of like, hey, I didn't really mean it that way. Like, hey, I really appreciate you. Hey, this is, and, and they, they phase in a bunch of different things to make it seem different. This gives you a false sense of security, a false safety. They're like, oh, okay, they didn't actually mean it. They weren't actually trying to do that. Sometimes the charm from the narcissist will be what they bring into the table to uh, like help you with the uneasiness. Like the idea of like, I'm not comfortable with this. And they bring more aspects in to make you fall for it even more. Guilt tripping, making you feel bad for something that they did. Making you feel bad for something that they want. I thought you loved me. I thought we were like connected on this. I thought you actually cared. Like I thought and like slowly sliding stuff in to convince you to be able to do what they want you to do. The emotional manipulation, feeling bad for setting up a boundary of how your boundary is limiting and controlling and, and being abusive to them. And then they slowly start to isolate you from your support system. Before we like wrap up here, I just want to say like if you feel like you're always caught in the narcissist crosshairs of like person to person to person, it always feels like you're stuck in those type of situations and environments, I want to be able to provide support. Today, you can go on, you can book a discover call by what's underneath, uh, the links underneath, just to be able to get connected, to be able to figure out like, hey, how do I actually grow from this? How do I actually change from this? How do I actually partner up to figure out how to get healing? 
If you're at the place where you're just ready to jump in, you're just like, let me get started. I want to get started. I'm ready to make the investment in me. Go to escapetoxicity.com. You can start the seven-day challenge and start to understand more about narcissism, reactive abuse, how to actually move forward into growing and developing who you are. Check it out, escapetoxicity.com.